Welcome to the Grown Folks Table. We both know that we're grown. Real experiences, real conversations. Like a real woman would. I am Elisha V. Cash, the founder and president of the Atlanta Women's Empowerment Ministry. And I'm here with some wonderful ladies that we can't wait to introduce ourselves and begin talking about some great things that's going on. Let's start with Libya Baycar. Hello, ladies. I am Libya Baycar. Mostly people call me Reverend Libby. I am a person with many, many, many hats. Uh, I have a event planning company. I'm also a pastor at Allen Temple Amy Church. And then I'm also just a person who's trying to finish their doctoral degree. <laughs> so I have a whole lot going on, but I am so glad to be here with my sisters. Vicki? Libby is always a tough act to follow because she's always super busy and I'm just trying to relax. Libby's on 10, I'm trying to be on two. <laughs> but I'm Vicki B. Turner. And I always emphasize my B because I honor my father, my maiden name. And um, I'm a woman in transition. And it's probably something that many of you can relate to. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a mature woman. And I, I don't know if I want to tell my age, but I'm mature. Got a lot of gray hair. But uh, I'm trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. I was doing what I wanted to do, but the Lord shifted me. And I'm enjoying some of the shifting and some of it I'm not. I'm in ministry and I share a wonderful love for the word of God and and ministry with my husband. Got grown children, knuckleheaded grown children and grandchildren. And so I'm enjoying some of those things in this season. But I'm looking forward to sisters talking about life. I think you're in for a treat. Hello, and how are you? This is Dolores Grizzle, and I am the president of the model chapter, Decatur DeKalb, of the 100 Black Women. And one thing that we do, we advocate on behalf of black women and girls to promote leadership in the areas of health, education, economic development, and public policy. I'm here with my sisters today, and I am so excited, and I want you all to get excited, all right? (laughs) What's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> I am Becky A. Davis, also known as the Chief Bosspreneur. I am the founder of the Bosspreneur Business Circle. I have been in business for myself for the last six years. After working in corporate America for over 25 years, I figured if I've made them millions, I can probably make me a few too. Uh, I am married to a wonderful, sexy vanilla man. I know when you hear vanilla, people say, "What is he? Is he? Yes, he, he's a brother. He's a brother, a blue-eyed brother." But that's my baby. Uh, we have four um, children, and uh, they are all grown, just like you said, uh, Vicky. They are all grown and gone, uh, living all over the the U.S. And I'm excited to be here with my sisters today, because you know people say we. We can't do it. Yes. But we can. But we can. But we can. And we're going to prove that with this podcast. Uh, hi, I'm Joyce Littell. I am a radio personality and now a manager of a radio station. I've been in the uh, industry for over 35 years, and I sort of kind of invited myself in with these sisters. <laughs> and I'm so glad they uh, embraced me and welcomed me. And I, too, am a wife and mother and grandmother and auntie and cousin and and anybody who can't afford to buy a ticket ticket master <laughs> can you get me some 
I'm sorry, Casey. But anyway, uh, it is such a pleasure, such a joy to uh, be in the company of these sisters because we do love and like to talk and we do love and like to encourage each other. And we hope that when you sitting back, relaxing and checking out this show, that we are encouraging you as well. So we about to talk, y'all. We about to talk. Let's talk, sisters. How about Let's that? Talk. Let's talk. <laughs> well, this is Vicky. <laughs> and uh, I was just thinking, you know, I, these sisters, I just love them and adore so many qualities. And I hadn't had the pleasure of meeting all the husbands yet. But to hear my sister, Black Becky, <laughs> as I affectionately call her, I didn't know that her husband had blue eyes. <laughs> See, I'm from the side of town where, you know, all of our peoples have either blue, I mean, either brown or either black eyes. I, I, I haven't met a blue-eyed black man. So I, I said thought, the same thing, Vicky, when I saw him. I said the same thing when I saw him, but I was smiling the whole time. Blue tail, blue tail, Yes, my... Um, my husband and he we get this everywhere we go too because he's he's very fair skinned and if you see him you will think he is either a white man if you see him and we're in Mexico you think he's Spanish mm -hmm. if we're in Dominican Republic you think he's Dominican uh, but you rarely think he's a black man <laughs> which is what which is what um, he is so we get that all the time especially the color of his eyes mm -hmm. and they go from green um, to blue and he, because he, they're in his head and he doesn't see them he don't understand everybody's issue with it he's like what a, I'm a black man they just happen to be blue but it comes from his father. Oh, his wow. father's father, um, uh, my uh, daughter, our oldest daughter did uh, a genealogy mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. identified mm -hmm. that his his father was a white man and his dad looked just like that man and my husband looks just like um, his father. He's All of them are, are light in his family, but he's the only one that people think is another race. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So was the eyes the attraction? What was the attraction? Well, I'm about to get let me here. just be honest with you. I am. I am. I have this affinity for light-skinned men. Come Oh. I, and and he was a light-skinned man and I saw him from a distance so when he got up close I saw the eyes second but um, yeah I, I have this I have always been drawn to lighter skin um, complexion men my first husband was uh, a brown skin man and uh, when I remarried I went to what I liked even more <laughs> I'm tall and, and slim. Yeah. All right, all mm. right, say more. Say That's, your thing. That's your thing. Yes, because mm. I'm plus. Mm. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> So I think everybody has some type of preference. Yeah. yeah. What's do. your What's your preference, Alicia? Dark and chocolate. Oh, yeah. Yes. She got sexy. What's your preference? Girl. Tall, dark, and handsome. Oh. <laughs> now, does that describe your husband? Yes, or is that your preference? <laughs> Listen. Listen. She was about I'm to get in since I'm the single person in the room, I actually don't even have a preference. We were just talking about that because I have dated light skin, 
very dark skin, and I even dated a white man. Ooh. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't have a preference. Now I have certain things that I like, but not necessarily a preference. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about me too. I, I don't think I've had a preference. It's just happened that I've, I've I, I have dated. Um, I'm into physique, mm-hmm. and so I do like a robust, mm-hmm. you know, Come like on. a six-packer. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, my, my sweet, sweet husband, <laughs> when I met him, he was a linebacker. <laughs> Am I creating an image for you? You see, got it. But, you know, time. I can take the same. <laughs> Yo, when I met mine, he was a 32, now he's 38, 40. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> I came into this like this. Nine no <laughs> what's up with that? What's up with that? I was just going to say, I think when you're younger, what you may appeal to you at that age is, is so different a second time around. I would say, because I've been married before, but my first husband and second husband don't look anything alike. Mm, so right. it, it's... It, it may be, just have been their physical attraction as a younger woman. But I will tell you, when I saw Mr. G, yeah. I'm like, now that's who I want to be married to. Oh and never God. at that time of what I thought we would be married because we were so very young. We was in our early 20s. Mm-hmm. But, hey, yeah. here we are some 40-something years later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how did you get it? After we met on the job, should not say that now. You can't meet people on the job now. I feel for the people now. You can't flirt. You can't do all those wonderful things. Oh, yeah. HR, no. HR. Yeah, right. yeah but he would come in the door because he was like the engineer and I was the client. And he would come in. I was like, oh, God. Look. And all the women, we all just liked him. He was dressed to the nine. So it was his, his dress. Everything about him, the way he carried himself, and so we just love when he come out. We would just tear up the machine just to call him, so he could, so he could come out to the job. Right? Hey, it has been a super a great ride. I would tell you. Mm. How did you know he was? All the girls liked him, but how did you know he was interested in you? How did you become the one? Well, he always wanted to take me to lunch. Uh, okay. He always wanted to take me to lunch, and I tell everybody, y'all, come on, let's go to lunch. <laughs> But I always want to take me to lunch, right? Oh, wow. mm. And he so still he likes to him. eat today, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, around the room, around the table, I can say that we've all had some years in marriage. Okay, all of us, with the exception of one that's in the making, <laughs> in the making, but there's a lot of experience at the table. Um, and speaking from the experience, some of you have had, you know, more more than one marriage. And so talk to us about that. What what does that look like the second go around? This is Deloitte. I think the second time around, you are more experienced. You What you have gone through, because you've grown. You're not that younger, depending on what your age was at the time, but you've grown as an adult. So I think in the beginning, you, you got into something you may not have been sure of. Uh, and just the experience was not there. And so for me, that's what I think it was. For me, I think the second time around, I was a lot older, over 10 years older than I should have. I think it was something 
My mother should have stopped. I, I tell my brother, you should have stopped. Why do you all let me do this? But I am so grateful for the great, you know, God just put me on a path that, you know, it just didn't hinder my life, mm-hmm. that I was able to move on mm-hmm. and create a great life for myself. And I just look at it as an experience. I don't hate him for it or anything, but as much as we were just young, we were just too young for what we had gotten ourselves into. So my experience is, Similar to yours, uh, Dolores, um, and you said, hey, why didn't you guys stop me? I didn't tell my family. I eloped because I knew if I would have told them, they would have stopped me. And um, so I didn't I didn't say anything. And in my first marriage, it was beyond young, dumb, stupid. And, you know, I didn't realize this at the time, but I had to come to grips with it. Um, after I was divorced that when I married my husband, I liked him. I wasn't in love with him. And I told him I wasn't in love with him. Um, and, and his words to me, I thought they were so sweet. Well, I love you enough for the both of us. <laughs> that joker got me, y'all. <laughs> that was like, oh, that's so sweet. Okay, he understands. And so then I make this, uh, take this step craziest thing I ever could have done but what I had to come to grips with after you know we we had had uh, divorced was I got married because I was getting ready to graduate college and I didn't want to go back home and I did I, I was like I can't take care of myself by myself right now he can so I got married it was a security thing um, when I got married and it was that, that do not make a decision based on that because I grew to love him in the marriage. I definitely grew um, to love him, but it was it was not the best thing. And I really didn't even know what I wanted in a marriage. Mm-hmm. By the time I got to my second marriage, the first one it taught me, I, I know I don't want this. Mm-hmm. I know I do want this. So mm-hmm. I took some of the things that I learned in the, the first relationship and um, helped to build on me for the second relationship because mm-hmm. I I remember my mother telling me one time my relationship was good. It was just I was going down a spiral with my first husband. My mother visited and she was like, are you OK? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, you know, putting the front on. And she said, so let me just say this to you. Don't ever dig yourself so far in that hole. When it's time to come out, you can't dig yourself out. And so she saw something in the relationship that I was trying to to cover up. But that's what I took into my my second relationship. I have a, a, a different situation. I'm actually my husband's third wife. And his first wife only lasted um, as long as the pregnancy of, of their first child. And then the second marriage, it was a rebound from the first. But between the two, it only lasted over two years. But with us... We've been together 31 and marriage, married 25. Wow. And he just said he finally got it right. And I said, excuse my language, you damn skipping. <laughs> and, and I think it was a situation like like uh, similar. He was saying that in his first marriage, he, he wanted to do the right thing because she became pregnant. And he wanted to do the right thing, but he knew that he wasn't in love. He just wanted to make sure that his his daughter, you know, came in into world in the world with two parents who created them, created her, and 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 wanted to show her that you were made out of love. But he wasn't really in love. And the second was just a rebound. And he said he was hurting uh, because he knew he shouldn't have married, but he felt like he had done the right thing. 
Uh, and then I met him after he had divorced his second wife. And he actually came into in, into our relationship looking for a friend because he knew that he hadn't really healed from mm -hmm. the other two yet. Mm -hmm. Me, who had not been in a relationship for a while, like, I ain't looking <laughs> for no friend. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just put, if we gonna put it out there, let's just put it out there. And that's what, and that's what I, I shared. And so I said, so if that's what you're looking for, then I'm not the person that you need to be with now because I'm not looking to be friends in, in my line of work, I had enough of them. Mm -hmm. I had enough of male friends that I could call if I needed the tire change. Yeah. I could call yeah. if I needed a little change. Mm -hmm. I could call yeah. if I yeah. needed a meal. Yeah. I had those solid friends who are still mm -hmm. my friends today. Mm -hmm. I wanted a lover. I mean, point yeah. blank, period. I wanted it. Yeah. I wanted one. And um, and so we talked about it. And, and he, he, you know, he, he left for a few days, but he realized <laughs> <laughs> hey and 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 so i think both of us actually helped each other my patience and calmness helped him mm -hmm. get through his situation and my independence he sort of kind of calmed me down yeah. on my independence mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. i turned things over yeah. that you know i n normally would have had the responsibility of doing right. so it, the, it it balanced itself out and he realized that we were both good for each other and and 31 years 25 in marriage mm -hmm. we we're still we're still in it now we've all had a chance to introduce ourselves and talk a little bit about our marriages and our experience. And then I started out saying we were all married, but I've had to remember that Libby, who declined my um, referral program, <laughs> do you mind sharing with us, Libby? Why do you think you're still in the in the single category? Oh, this is so good. <laughs> well, there's a lot of reasons, probably, and I'm speaking from me for you know as me as a single person, not as all single women, because I think that needs to be said because a lot of single women feel different than I feel. I think that I'm single. Uh, I do think I am a comp complex person in a lot of ways. Um, I'm a person that has always probably been the one that got everything done, can do all these things. And so it's very hard to find someone that can match that or can even tolerate that. Um, the other thing is I've not a woman that has ever been like just gung-ho about marriage or children. And that's that's been me all of my life. I can remember when I was 14 and I was riding on the Marta bus with my mother and we were talking and I just looked over and I said, you know what? I don't want to have kids. I don't want to get married. And my mother was like, you mean that? Cause, because I was a child that, that was always wise, you know, beyond my years. And so people always said, you don't mean that you really want to get married. And I did mean that. And I still kind of feel that way today. I, I really like being single, although I don't think that I'm never going to get married. Um, I think I may get married. I probably will get married. But I think right now it would take someone that I would say that have to be a special kind of person that God is going to orchestrate and shape that person just for me so that I can probably dial down and allow somebody to come in to kind of uh, be able to, I think, take this whole thing of what I feel about marriage to move that out of the way. Because I feel marriage is very confining. And I know that's not true, but that's how I feel. But do you think people push you 
into because you're single push you into because you know society think yeah. things should look a certain yeah, way yeah yeah so so do you get a lot of people pushing you that you should be married what are you waiting on oh lord to- yes i'm i'm a i'm a minister so mm-hmm. you know i i when i go preach places everybody want me to be married mm-hmm. and people push me and say i should be married and people say well you need to let a man in you need to do all these things and i always tell them that you you can't say that marriage is all that a woman has to do and has to be like we are more than just being somebody's wife somebody's mother so there are people who will get married and who may get married early there are people who won't there are people who may get married very late when they feel like okay now I'm at the place where I can get married I want to get married um, and so I think people push me all the time and I get that all the time but I think for me I've always been the same way no that's not that's not me I'm not ready but it doesn't say that I won't ever get married it's just that that's not where I am Mm. But they don't talk about the work aspect of marriage. <laughs> it's, it's work. Mm-hmm. In long-term true. relationships, people cannot tell you it was all peaches and cream. And if they right. do, they're telling you a lie. That's well, and, that, and that's the thing, too. Like, I tell people who are single when I speak to single people that you should have married friends and that you should sit down with them and let them tell you the real truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help them God. Mm-hmm. You know, that they need to sit down and tell you what marriage looks like, what it's like. Because most single women that want to get married, they don't want to do the work of marriage. Mm-hmm. They want the wedding, and they want the, to be able to say, I have someone to go to movies with. I have somebody I'm going to hold hands mm-hmm. with every day. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to tell me I'm pretty every day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be peaches and cream, you know, flowers and berries. Mm-hmm. They don't really see the ugly part of marriage mm-hmm. because it is it is 12 to 1. And so women are wanting to marry whomever, wherever, whenever. And so all they want is to say, I have a husband. My last name is so-and-so. Um, I have someone that I can, like I said, go on vacation, wouldn't do that. But when they start thinking about what marriage is, that's decision-making. Every day you're making a decision about something. You wake up in the morning deciding <clears throat> about something. It is a double-mind thinking. Like you're thinking you can't just decide, okay, you know what, I'm just going to get up and get on the plane and fly over here. To-. No, you have to come together with someone and you have to make, you have to make decisions. If you have children, you're making decisions on children. You know, all buying a car. So let me ask you this. Yeah. So ha- have you, because you're, you're, what I love is that you are very clear about where you are um, as a, as a single person. Have you gotten that way because it's your conviction and you're holding true to that or because, you know, people try to push you out, prove you what I'm not going to mm-hmm. do? I would say it, it really is my conviction. I actually honestly it's almost like I can, this is probably not the best alignment, but it's the best parallel I can make it. It's almost like people saying, you're a minister, you should be a pastor. When you know that God has not called you to be a pastor, you can't just go be a pastor because Mm -hmm. people think you should be a pastor. I have always had the feeling that I have about marriage. I always wanted to do all of, and it could very well be that when I was very young, my mother married young, and my mother didn't do a lot of things. And it could have everything to do with the fact that my mother didn't do a lot of things. So I want to do so much and this and all this kind of stuff. So it could come from that, but it is my conviction. It's not that I'm gonna tell you so. And I've been engaged before, and I was happily engaged, but I, it did take a long time to pick the date. Um, so he was like, "We just gonna have to do this because she's just not gonna pick a date." And he was right. It, he probably had to drag me somewhere, and I may have to go off and say I do, and cry and come back and say, "Okay, I'm somebody's wife." But. That it, but it, you didn't do it, so you were well, engaged. He, well, he died. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say what? I'm gonna say what? What was the? Yeah, he okay. died. He died. Oh, I'm getting sweaty. 
Um, no, he he passed away. I would have married him okay. without a shadow of a doubt. He would have been the person that I would have married. Everybody knows that we were very. He was a person that I would say tolerated me the, mo the most. Mm. He was a person that understood me the most. He didn't push me about marriage. He didn't push me about kids. He didn't push me about trying to do all the things that other people that society I have dated have in society and people have dated. Mm -hmm. You know, people that have dated like okay, it's time now. Well, who said it was time? Yeah. You know, like, don't try to rush me to marry you because I'm not going to do that. But he wasn't. He was just like, you know, you, what you want to do? Okay, you getting your master's degree. You want to go full time? Yeah, I want to go full time. Okay, go full time. And he was like, he was very understanding of everything that I want to do. And we lived a life, I would say, I'm not very affectionate, and he understood that I'm not very affectionate. So we both can do everything we want to do, you know, do the things. We, then we come back together. Yeah. And he knew that I can give five minutes of a nice little hug, yeah. and then five minutes go over here and do something else. Yeah. And, and he respected that. That's very hard today. Yeah. Uh, they don't yeah. understand that. Yeah. So. But, I th but I think, it, I, but I think in, in some cases, like in mine, that's my life. I, you know, I, I, I can go and do when I please, yeah. I can travel to Paris tomorrow if it's something that I need to do. And all I have to do is say, Jay, I got to go to Paris. But you still have to consult no, in, in a way. No, or no, you don't have, I don't have to get, to me that sounds like I have to get permission. No, no, no. I don't have to get permission. But yes, but because I'm in a relationship and yes, I have a kid, I have a, yeah. a, a husband, I got a dog and all those yeah. things. I do have to inform. Right. But what I'm saying is if if a situation comes and I need to take a trip. I don't have to say, let me go and talk to my husband no, no, no. Right. first. Yeah. I don't have to do that. But see, I'm not saying that if you need to go. I'm saying, say, for instance, if I just want to go on tomorrow, if I want to go to Florida. Same thing. Well, and you've been married 31 years. 31. Well, Same thing. Yeah. I, I want to say that I can identify with what, what you mean, because if, if I'm going on a trip, I do have to consult my husband. Mm -hmm. And and I think every marriage is unique, you know. Mm -hmm. And so there is not, you know, what may go work for Jay and mm -hmm. um. Yeah. Joyce, mm -hmm. that's gonna work for Tony mm -hmm. and Alicia, mm -hmm. and maybe not work for mm -hmm. everyone else at the mm -hmm. table. Um, but when you realize what, when you define what respect is in your marriage, yeah. and what, and come on a common ground on what communication looks like in your marriage, you're right. There, there are some things that, as a single woman, I could not necessarily do walking in the married shoes. Mm -hmm. No, you're you're totally hundred percent right mm -hmm. in that because that was the whole part of me yielding and becoming sure. one. Mm -hmm. Because if that's the case, I, I'm as well stay single mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. we're operating in in one mind we're walking in one spirit mm -hmm. and sometimes mm -hmm. that comes with me tailoring what I want mm -hmm. in a particular moment for what's best for our family what's mm -hmm. best for our marriage yeah that's good yeah. you know I I was thinking um very much like you're saying uh, Pastor E every marriage is unique and what works for one may not work mm -hmm. for another and uh, I was raised around some very strong black women. Mm -hmm. My mother was one of nine girls. Mm -hmm. And so very powerful influences in my life. And they taught me, you know, as you sit at the, at the feet and you're tutored. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what you do. Don't, don't tell them. This is what I was taught. Don't tell them how much you make. <laughs> don't ever show them your check. Mm -hmm. Always hide you some on the side. <laughs> Uh, you know, those kinds of things. I'm just telling yeah. you, that's yeah. what I was raised with. And, and I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I knew from day one of my marriage that I would not 
submit to that kind of foolish th thinking for me. Because this is how I looked at it. They may have some longevity and they were in relationships that looked like a marriage, mm -hmm. but it wasn't a real uh -huh. marriage. Mm -hmm. And so I decided long ago, number one, keep folks outside mm -hmm. and, don't, and don't uncover my husband's nakedness, his humanity, mm -hmm. because that's between yeah. the two of us. Yeah. Because when you've made a decision to go on with your marriage and you didn't uncover your husband, folks don't like your husband mm -hmm. because of what you told exactly. them. Mm -hmm. So I learned that a long time ago. But I decided, and I'm one of those women, and I love uh, independence, I'm an independent thinker, but I, I, I will give my husband my entire check. Mm -hmm. And then I ask for money back. That works for Vicki Turner, and that works for Robert Turner, mm -hmm. because he feels something to give to me. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and I'm not saying, I'm not advocating that for everyone. We've been together over 40 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It works. I ask for permission, as some would say, honey, I'm going to go on a trip. I need to go on a trip. How do you feel about it? You know what he says to me? First thing out of his mouth, thank you for asking. Sure, you can go. He's never withheld anything, never mm -hmm. withheld anything from me. Always pushed me to be, be the best I could. But it's something about I like building him up and making mm -hmm. him feel more like mm -hmm. anything. But I'm the same way, and, and that's why Jay and I are so successful, is because I am a woman who builds up mm -hmm. her man. Mm -hmm. I am that. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm everything you said. Yes. I'm everything yes. that you said. Yes. But I think what, what was said is it was established early on that if you have to do something, I'm not going to go to Paris to meet some man. Yeah, I'm not going to go. Yeah. It, it, it would be for a reason. It's mm -hmm. just not I'm waking up saying I'm going. You got to stay here. Traveling is my peace. It's like some people go sit by water. Some people do other things. For me, it's traveling. It gives me I I can wake up tomorrow, literally, and I've done this. But I can, too. But I understand what you're saying. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I don't have to even tell anybody. Yeah, because you're yeah. single. But that's that's the point I'm making. Yeah. I'm making the but, point that. Uh, but the point I'm saying is, it's just because you're married, it still doesn't prohibit you from doing oh, no. what you wake up and have you a thought do. to do. But, but it I, doesn't but I don't do think, that. But I don't think I'm saying that. I don't think I'm saying it because I'm not saying that marriage does that. I, what I'm saying is that I enjoy the life of a single mind. I, and I think that's the best way to say it. Mm -hmm. I enjoy the life of a single mind. I really do. And, and I, that's why I say I don't speak for all single women because I do talk to a lot of single women. I have people that inbox me all the time and ask me, how do you do it? Mm -hmm. How do you handle it? And I, all I say is that this is the way that I'm built. You have to seek God on how you're going to live out your singleness mm -hmm. and what's for you. Um, I want to thank you, Libby, for letting us dive into all of your business and everyone else for deeply sharing. This is just what our first episode is all about. Again, this is Elisha Cash. If you want to follow me on Instagram or all my social media, you can follow me on Elisha Cash for Instagram and Alicia V Cash on Facebook. This is Revin Libby, Libby of Baycar, and call me Libby. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Revin Libby Speaks. If you want to find me on Facebook, you have to find me by my full name, <laughs> uh, which is very hard to spell and pronounce, but it's Libya like the country, Baycar, B-A-A-Q-A-R. And this is Vicki. If you want to follow me, I'm not as progressive as, these, as my sisters, and I don't do, face, uh, I don't do Instagram. I don't do Twitter, but I do do Facebook. That's, a, that's, a good, that's the best I can do. <laughs> Vicki B. Turner. Thank you.
And this is Dolores Grizzle, President, 100 Black Women. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, on our website, ncbwdecab.com. And this is Becky A. Davis. You can follow me on all my social media, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Facebook. <laughs> All at Bosspreneur, so B-O-S-S-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. I'd love to connect with you. And this is Joyce Latell. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Joyce Latell, Twitter, Joyce Latell, and Facebook, Joyce Latell.